0: Muck Delivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Just starting to believe a little bit. Well, Hoylett's got the better of Buxton. Puts it into an area. Keogh Zamora! Unbelievable! From the very brink of elimination, Bobby Zamora has sorely scored another playoff winner.
2: Hello, and welcome to the third episode of the W12 podcast. Thanks for joining. Uh, we're joined today by Duncan. How you doing, hey, mate?
3: mate? I'm good, mate. How are you?
2: Good. The haircut's looking good, mate. You're looking like Grimio off Plebs. <laughs> oh,
3: shut up, mate. It's so <laughs> bad. It is so bad. Oh, first thing, when this lockdown's over, mate, first day, I'm going and getting a trim. Don't care. You need,
2: you need to, mate. Oh, bad. <laughs> and we've also got Brad. How you doing, mate? <laughs>
3: Hello, boys. right? all right? Yeah, good menu?
2: Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. Everyone excited about our guest today?
3: Oh, I'm well excited, mate. I'm buzzing.
2: A bit nervous, to be honest, but I'm buzzing. Yeah. <laughs> so, we've got a special guest joining us today. Uh, we're all a bit excited. It's Ilyas Chair. Contract newly signed. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll be digging into that. Um, he'll be joining in about 10 or 15 minutes. I guess, where do we start? We should really start with Blackburn, shouldn't we? Yeah. What are we, What's our yeah. thoughts, initial thoughts on, on, on Saturday?
3: Uh, massive three points, considering how poor we played, really, in the first half, especially. Like, it wasn't one of the better performances we've had recently, but three points is three points, and you take it however you get it at the end of the day.
4: Yeah, that's it, mate. Definitely. I think it was a very... um, I think it was a very gritty game. um, Because, well, there was a few chances where... um, both teams looked like scoring. But other than that, I think it was a bit of a great
2: game. Yes, I think, um, you know, we kept it tight. And, that, that, and that's what, what's happened at the moment, I think, which we've got really good at, is just grinding out a result. You know, and I thought Saturday we did that, you know. I know, you know, we got a bit of luck as well, which we haven't had for a while, I think, when it comes to football, you know. Normally, that ball falls to Armstrong in the second half, and it's normally, in you know... Top corner in it, and, and then we go on to lose two one, or you know we're, hold, we're holding on. Um So it's nice to get that bit of luck and, and and just grind out that the three points. But yeah, I mean, you know, what is it? Four wins in five now. Yeah,
3: yeah, and that that should
2: take us out of danger, really, shouldn't it? I mean, we were never we were never massively in the near the relegation zone, really. And you'd think four wins out of five, we should be sitting here you know. Not worried yeah. about it, but as it is, we, we are still, aren't
3: we? Well, the problem is that we're not the only team having that kind of form, are we? Like, look at Rotherham, they're on a similar form. Forest are doing well at the minute as well. So all the teams that are in and around us are picking up points. So, which is the annoying thing, because we're picking up wins and then so are they. So we're all yeah. kind of moving at the table together. Obviously, we've left Wickham behind, so they're pretty much done. But, I mean, from what, 23rd to... Thirteenth, anyone could be in the mix now.
4: Yeah, it's very, it's very close down there, isn't it? But can I just say, going back to the Blackburn game, I think our back five were incredible, superb. I think uh, I'm, I'm very happy that Barber got goal because what, what game he had,
2: what game he was brilliant, he was excellent, he, wasn't, he? wasn't he? He was excellent. Brilliant. Yeah, the back, the back five have been pretty good. Haven't they? For the last since probably the turn of the new year, really. They've. We we obviously suit a back five. I think it, it suits every element. I.e., it suits Dicky. It suits Barbe. It definitely suits Kane. It definitely yeah. suits Wallace because then he's he's got Barbe behind him who 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 cleans up a little bit, covers him. You know, if he does end up getting turned. Um. So yeah, I mean, and Diag is you know when you've got him behind you, I mean it must be so reassuring as a defender.
3: Yeah, like he's literally like super zenny isn't he like he's amazing like I can't think of many he made people made a mistake that, though didn't, didn't he? he yeah he fumbled he made his he, first
2: mistake
3: he fumbled it didn't he First nice
2: mistake yeah
3: but the difference is he made a mistake it didn't cost us anything that's the other thing well when, like, I'm sh- yeah, go on.
2: I was yeah I said I was shouting at the telly going it doesn't matter don't worry it's alright <laughs> It's forgiven. whatever happens I was going that's no, cool you know being the first mistake he's made all season um, but yeah, he, he's 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 excellent, isn't he? You know, he's a bit of, he, he loves a Hollywood save. <laughs> <bet>. Yeah, he <laughs> loves him <laughs> I think just even
4: like you said, going back to your point there, I think even for the back five, how, how com- you know how confident you feel having him behind you. Um, I think he's just been he's just been brilliant, hasn't he?
2: One, one conversation I was having with someone um, after the game was around Don Bull, and, and we had a real difference of opinion. I thought that he was really good. I mean, you know, there's parts of his game which aren't so good, i.e., he takes an extra touch or he gets a bit babby legs and he, uh, towards the end, but he's always there, just sniffing it out and just gets a toe or, or gets his body in the way or, you, you know, wins just wins that header or puts him off. What, what were your views?
3: I think he's kind of one of those players he's like almost like a 6 out of 10 every week goes kind of he's consistently he's not necessarily awful but then he's not necessarily outstanding each game he just does the like what he needs to do to tick the team over do you know what I mean yeah. he, he just breaks down attacks he like plays the simple passes doesn't do anything too flamboyant doesn't take too many risks he just does what he needs to do so the rest of the team can do what they need to do. Yeah,
4: yeah. Well, I agree you, with that. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with you there, don't I? Think, um, like you said, I think he's just—I wouldn't say an an average player, but I think he's just—he—he—he he doesn't. I don't know. He—he he just there every game. He—he he does what he needs to do. He, but he, he doesn't give that. You know, like
2: that. I don't, I don't know where. Well, <sighs> Don't know the word, He's not um, a difference maker, is he? You know, I know he scored that nah. one goal at Cardiff, but I think that was Cardiff, a, yeah, a, a literally what I mean. a one off. Literally, that
3: was, that, was a, that was a hit and hope. He like <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> got to take those moments, though, haven't you? Yeah. But, and and also, I was just thinking about the two new signings. We haven't we haven't you know I'm talking about the Wilks and and, and Field, Fields. So, uh, been it, it, they, were not, they weren't they were in the squad again on um on Saturday. It's getting a bit worrying that we haven't seen that de Wilts, yeah I'm not sure about anyone
3: else well I just think like how bad is this injury that we've, we've got like or is it just purely match fitness now
2: yeah I mean Warb said that he was a couple of weeks away but he, he says that a lot doesn't he? he said he said that a few weeks ago he said he's close to training up, you know but we as we're currently yeah. playing at the
4: moment would you would you would you put him in the starting 11 or would you leave it
2: that's a good point I mean I don't
4: know if he'll be in the 11 no I don't for me I don't think he will because at the moment our our back five like we say have been playing brilliant haven't they
3: yeah it just it just depends if he wants um, Cameron in the midfield or not if he feels yeah. like he needs to shore it up then he'll push Cameron into, back into midfield and then he'll just slot into that spot in centre back but yeah. like to be fair apart from obviously when we watched him when he played for Hull last season against us I've not really seen much of him, so I don't know what kind of defender he is.
2: Like um, Warbath said, I don't even. Sorry, it. it was a bit of an in-game management that he spoke about, which was when 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 bringing on a midfielder, he's talking about um, Patash, who actually I thought looked quite good when he came on, on the weekend. But um, he said that it would have been an easy easy decision for him to move Cameron in midfield, put KK on the right side of the free. Um, you know, and leave Patash on the bench you know, nil, you know what was it 0-0 nil, nil at the time 1-0 at the time sorry it would have been easy to do that but he chose not yeah. to because he didn't want to disrupt the back five I thought that was quite an interesting insight from his part and I, and I just yeah I mean you know I don't think he would play the Wilts but you know it's just slightly concerning that he still hasn't been in the match stage squad yet and why did we buy him if he, we knew he was injured Just or loan him loan him
3: like, yeah. Do you think it do you think it was like a panic loan, like we needed a defensive cover in, just get someone in?
2: I don't think so, because we signed them in the middle of January, didn't we? So it can't have been a panic. Um, I don't no, know if anything
4: if anything, we need to strengthen the squad, don't we? You know, looking at our bench, I think you know, we need we need
2: we need to strengthen the squad, don't we? Yeah, I mean when they're on there, we should have the squad should be half decent. You know, you've got players like Willick not even getting on the pitch on Saturday. Yeah. Um You know, and he, he 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 should have been with his form. You'd have liked to have seen him on, but so that that says a lot about the, the the squad depth as well. So you know, I think when we get them two back in, we'll be looking pretty good to sort of attack this last quarter of the season.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking optimistically now up the table rather than down. Really, I think with the players that have come in in January, how they've settled in so far, how the results have turned since the turn of the new year, we seem to be heading in the right direction, which I think is the most important factor.
4: Yeah, I agree, Duncan. I think I think hopefully now is just just a case of onwards and upwards. I think, you know, the team by the last two you know, Blackburn tough, it was I think for me it was a gritty game, but we got three points out of it and that's all that matters. So I think from now, hopefully the team Gelled, they bonded, and you know, onwards and upwards. We keep going up, getting the points.
3: Yeah, you think what? Watford and Blackburn, two teams pushing for playoffs, and we taking six points. Like we would have taken that every single day of the week, wouldn't we?
4: Hundred percent, hundred percent. I I think it's crucial that we we get these three points also against Rotherham on Saturday.
3: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. massive six. six. It's almost a six-pointer because, like, if we get the win. It pushes us right up ahead, like away from everything, doesn't it? So yeah,
4: we could have done with a Sheffield Wednesday loss the other night, but I just don't
3: think sins, we
2: can afford to lose. I don't think we can afford to lose on Saturday. Just going back to the Blackburn game, Armstrong. I mean, he's he terrorised us in the away fixture. Um I was, you know, he he still looked a really good player, didn't he? I was I was really happy to see him out on the left. Well, about anyone else.
3: Well, would you, I you thinking of that. What do you think of Mowbray's comments about what, um, pretty much why he paid Armstrong out on the left, which is where um, obviously Dickie was in our three like, man centre backs? It's almost to try and uh, utilise the fact that Dickie doesn't have pace. Yeah, like he doesn't have Yeah, Which is in the first half, they were knocking balls over Dickie and getting in behind him. But he obviously thought that was and a I weakness. That, but obviously, I even Dickie think that's why adjusted.
4: I even think that's why Mowbray came out and said, um, didn't he? He came out and said uh, Dicky was the weak, is a weak link. It was our weak link, and I think it was due to pace, wasn't it? Yeah, his defense is unbelievable.
3: I think they thought that that summer where they could get in behind us and cause us problems, and which they did a little bit in the first half, and they just weren't clinical.
2: Yeah, I don't think Mowbray meant that Dicky was the weak link. If you like, it was more. I think it was more, there was a weak part to his game that he wanted to ex- exploit, which was getting yeah. behind Dickie. Because I think when Dickey's running towards his goal, he's a bit clumsy and he's a bit yeah. hands everywhere. And he's not, I'm not saying he's slow, but he certainly is an Armstrong quick. Um, so I think that's what he meant. I mean, how he thought Dickie was slower than Cameron, I don't know. Um, and why, you know, you'd play him down the middle against Cameron, that's what I would have done. Um, and actually him being out on the wing, I thought it benefited us. I mean, he did get in behind a couple of times, didn't he? But I think, as a whole, um, I thought we dealt with him quite well. Really, um, second half, when the game, when they were chasing the game, they started to get more men forward, and it stopped all of the space. Um, and it cut, you know, which he couldn't run into. He sort of, you know, he was knocking the ball. He had like two, you know, two yards of space to try and do something. Whereas in the first half, he had, you know, the whole left side of the pitch.
3: Yeah, I completely agree with you, mate. But I just want to let you know. We have someone in our waiting room. So, Gary, say hello to this chair. Elias, are you there? Yeah, hello. Can you hear me? We can hear you. How are you,
2: my
5: lad? I'm all good. Thank you very much. How are you guys? I can't see you guys, though. I don't know if that's the... Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, we can there see you.
5: Who he is. <laughs> you see me? Yeah? yeah. Yeah, we can see you. Mate. How are you doing, mate? You alright? I'm all good. Thank you very much. How are you guys?
2: Yeah, good, yeah, mate. Very good,
5: good. Yeah,
2: good. Welcome to uh, the W12 podcast. Um, you are our first guest. I think when we um, when we started to do this, we were jotting down names, and I think your name was on the top. So, thank you for coming on.
5: No, um, no problem at all. No problem.
2: I think we can't, we've got to start with your new contract. Congratulations.
5: Thank you very much. I appreciate that, man. How
2: appreciate you feeling?
5: Uh, very good. Um, the club has, has put a lot of trust in me, obviously, um, with the new contract, and I'm uh, I'm happy to show uh, to to show another few years what I can do at QPR.
2: Was it a long was it a long drawn out thing or was it over quite quickly? I know these contracts can drag on, but you know if you keep both parties are keen, you know how did it go?
5: No, so obviously uh, Les called me in the office and he said um, we want to give you a new contract, obviously because of the performances you've been putting in, and I, I straight away said uh, no problem at all. I want to give this club uh, back what they deserve, and they gave me everything. From, the, from in the beginning. So uh, that's how I've done it.
2: Great, great. I was, I was reading up a bit about your, your, your history and you're a Belgian-born Moroccan international who's living in England. Um, can you tell us a bit about your background? You know, you know growing up?
5: Um, well, when I was uh, a young kid, obviously we didn't have much. Um, I, well, I started playing football on the estate when I was like three years old. Um, playing football every day Um, my parents then after that they put me in like a a small team a local team and then the big clubs in Belgium obviously saw me play and they they scouted me and then they wanted me in and from there on I uh, I played for some uh, for some teams in the first division in Belgium Um, during that time obviously uh, a lot happened with me and my family Uh, I lost a brother at the age of 8 um then obviously I, l- I left my family to go to play in an academy at twelve. Um from there, yeah, in the academy we were playing barefoot. We didn't even have like we couldn't, <laughs> like, yeah, we couldn't even like play with shoes because obviously that was the it was like the the mentality of them was your technique you gets your technique better, you can feel the ball better and stuff like that. So uh we got on with it and then because we saw obviously the the players that played in that academy um the guy named this jean marguerite is a french is a french international back in the day he played with the was uh was the guy the guy called that got done for um for trafficking the euro uh, i forgot his name platini That's platini it. yeah yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So, platini.
5: So, so yeah so they they played together and um he started off like academies all over Africa um, and you got players coming out of them, academies like Yaya Toure, Paulo Toure, Ebwe uh, from uh, like these players from Ivory Coast. And then you see now like players like Bissouma that plays for Brighton, um, Jason Damaya, that now plays yeah. for Lyon. Well, these kind of players, obviously, they, they, they paved the way a little bit because then you see, oh, so they, they're like their philosophy actually works. Um, so that's why we started following that philosophy and by the age of seven, 16 when I got signed for, Belgium, for a Belgium uh, first team, uh, by the age of 18 they released me because they thought I was not good enough to be in their plans and thankfully, uh, thankfully for, um, for them I went to QPR and the rest as well i would say history but i'm not done yeah. yet so <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> if so if you give morocco morocco your international allegiance or if belgium come in at the same sort of time if you got a preference uh
5: no, I, I don't have really a preference is um uh, obviously i played for morocco um with on the on the 20s and on the 23s um but obviously like if if Belgium comes you can't really turn something like that down but at the end it's also like I'm 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 loyal to the country that gave me an uh, an opportunity to even showcase my platform which Belgium hasn't really done but I don't blame Belgium because I wasn't I was at that time I wasn't really the big name or anything and uh we got a couple of conversations with Morocco with Belgium uh, they both uh, like me very much and they would like me to come uh, and play for, for, for the country. Um, and it's for me to make that decision, uh, well, very soon. Very soon because there are some important tournaments coming up for both countries. And uh, we'll see what will happen. It's a good choice to have to make, isn't it? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it's a good choice, but like, you get like a lot of criticism as well. Because um, obviously in Belgium you have a lot of Moroccans, and if you choose for Belgium, they will call you a traitor because you you chose for Morocco. But at the end of the day, you have to you have to choose your own personal desires. Um, you don't you don't like live for them. You live for yourself when you're for your family, and uh, that's what I want to do. I just want to create my own legacy and uh, hopefully make the right decision.
2: Good man. Um, w- I want to ask a question about QPR and your development at QPR. Um, I just want to ask, you know, who... I'm assuming that maybe Ramsey might be the answer to this, but who's been your, your biggest influence in your development since you've been at QPR? Who do you think has developed your game the most or given you the best advice?
5: Well, obviously, you have uh, you have Chris Ramsey, uh, but I got to give major, major uh, props to uh, Paul Hall and Andrew Impey as well. Um, they, them three guys, obviously, they they mean so much to me. I owe them everything as well because they have been, well, treating me like their own son for for four years now, almost four years now. And it's not only the fo- it's not only the football aspect. It's also like um, outside of football, um, stuff like with, with my family and stuff like that. They always supported me with everything and. Uh, I owe them everything to be fair and then later on obviously les i've have uh, such a good good connection with les uh now especially now we talk to each other maybe like daily um talk about everything talk about football talk about qpr talk about um the premier League talk about the championship talk about like in general stuff and um, i'm grateful to every single one of them um that from me in the beginning they were 100 of me
2: who who was your idol growing up? Who did you have on your
5: wall? What poster did you have? Oh, I had uh, I had a couple of posters. Obviously, my my number one idol at the beginning was Zidane. Um, I, pff, oh, I remember pff, I was a Real Madrid fan when I was like that age, and then when I saw Messi play, I, I think it was two thousand and four, two thousand and five against Chelsea. I think when uh, when they had like the 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 flu yellow shirts, yeah. And, yeah. I just fell in love. I said, "Oh my days! This is something I never. This is something I've never seen before." And I switched from being a Real Madrid fan to a Barcelona fan in a in a second. I said, "Yeah, that's the guy that I want to be. I I, want to play like him. I want to be him. I didn't like my hair. I had my hair long. Uh, (laughs) People people were calling me people were calling me missing on the street in football because everything that he did, I wanted to do." Um, and to this day, he's still my favourite player. Obviously, now that you get older, you appreciate more like, other players have done as well. But Messi, for me, is the number one. The number one. I can't like And for me too. He's unbelievable, <laughs> William, isn't he? Unbelievable. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And now it's a bit less. But like three, four years ago, when he was just tearing up everything. Everything. watched <laughs> I was like all the Champions League games when he was tearing up Arsenal and stuff like that, and I was just, oh my God, uh, this is something that we never seen before. Um, so yeah, it was messy for me, definitely.
4: <laughs> Ilias, uh, just a quick one. I'm assuming you um, do you
5: play FIFA. I'm assuming you play FIFA. I don't. Oh, you don't play FIFA. I don't play FIFA. I'm not a I'm not a PlayStation guy, to be fair. Um, I'm bored sitting in the house now especially with lockdown I'm bored (laughs) watching watching Harry Potter all day but (laughs) (laughs) I just let on to a thing would you have Messi
4: in your uh, ultimate team but if you don't play FIFA then no I I really don't
5: play FIFA no I don't play FIFA
2: you know what Elias I I literally we, we were chatting this and we got lots of questions to ask you but I never thought Harry Potter would be brought up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> was, because, it's because I came to England, that's why I start
5: before I never saw Harry Potter, I, I didn't even know who the guy was and then I start watching it and I actually like it a lot, man.
3: that's why I have a quick yeah. one. Um, so obviously Charlie Austin's rejoined the club and he's a bit of a QPR legend with the fans. Um, how much of an impact has he made <laughs> since he's been back in the squad?
5: No, he made uh, he made a big impact. Uh, Is not only on the pitch, but like just to be around. Obviously, he talks to me uh, every day. I remember um, last Friday, I think we were doing warm up, and uh, all of a sudden he started shouting at me. I'm like, "Are you sure, mate?" Because I, <laughs> I was I was because I was doing it sloppy. Like I, I wasn't really. Yeah, giving everything. And then he was starting at me in front of everyone. I'm like, what? Who, who, who are you talking to, mate? And then afterwards, he came to me and then he said to me, like, listen, I do that because obviously we need you on, uh, on the Saturday and I want you to give everything because I, I believe that you can achieve the very top of, of whatever you want to achieve. Technically, you have everything, but I think teams look at you and they look at your work rate and um that's what you have to improve your work rate and defensively and i'm like yeah 100% and i appreciate him for that um because that means so much to me um not not for the fact that he was trying to shout at me but someone that really like just cares about a player that much to just put him in the right path and and, and for the right reasons as well because at that time if someone shouts at you, you for like out of the sudden your natural reaction is going to be what Straight away, you like you trying to like backlash at him, but for me, it was more more shown of respect from both sides as well. He showed me a lot of respect from the from in the beginning since he came in in the change room. He showed me a lot of respect, and I appreciate him for that, man. And yeah. uh, some good things will come out of it.
3: Yeah, because so it's like he's trying to push you to reach your full potential because so he can see that. Yeah, hundred
5: percent, hundred percent on the pitch as well. He's constantly talking to me. Uh, we've created a really good band we' talking we talk to each other outside of training we had a little bit on the super Bowl as well I was unfortunately I lost but we talk, to, <laughs> uh, uh, we talk each other we talk to each other outside of, of football and we have a gr- a good band and that and I truly believe that he can take my game to the next level not the the, the the way that we play on the pitch but I think it's of the pitch how to to conduct myself how to speak how to how uh, to do them sort of things, and uh, yeah, yeah. I appreciate
3: him. Right. Um, another one from me. I was just wondering, what is your personal like best moment in a QPR shirt?
5: My best moment in a QPR shirt will be my first goal. Uh, I remember my first goal against Birmingham, like, what was it, two or three years ago? Um, the last home game that we played. And I think that, t- that game, we played all the youngsters. There was only youngsters on the pitch. I remember that game: Ryan Manning, um, Ebs, Bright, uh, myself, Darnell. A bit well played at centre back. We had all youngsters on the pitch, and it was honestly that day just was the best day of my life because I can feel the support of the of the fans as well. Because we had such a young team, I think the average age of that game was like 23 years old, I think, and we won that game 3-1. I got uh, I got an assist, a goal. I got a man of the match, and that was the best day for me to Now, and now, uh, it's up to the to the next best moment, hopefully.
2: Leas is the club is the club a different place to um, to what it was pre Christmas? You know, we were on a really bad run towards the end of last year, but this, you know, we're in four out of five wins now. Is it does it feel different, or is it just still the same, still around the club?
5: Well, obviously, it's always good to win games, and that means that means the place is going to be uh, you're going to be you're going to see more like laughs and more smiles and more jokes. Obviously, 100. percent But I think the core the group has been outstanding from in the beginning. We never lacked the belief that we can have a good run and and hopefully achieve something in this league this season. It was just um if I can be honest with you it was just at that time we played good football we had some we had a lot of chances but it was just not falling for us and and we're losing games and once you get in that in that um habit of losing games you feel like everything is against you at that time but uh, I think the additions in January were, were massive for us um to give us new, new new life in the in the squad and in our team and um, you can see the the product now but, still a long way to go. Um, still have like uh, 90 to 20 games left. I think um, if we, we can finish the season strong, we can shot a lot of people.
3: Yeah, that's good to hear.
4: Ilyas. Yeah. i got, I got a question for you. Just a question, mate. Um, so, who's your tip to be a future Rangers star?
5: Future Rangers star, yeah. Uh,
4: um,
5: uh, I would say, I would say Faisal, yeah. Faisal, uh, Faisal Batash is a very good player, uh, technically, he's outstanding. Uh, obviously, he, has, he had to wait for his chance, but he's, he's, he's playing now. You have a yeah. lot of good players on uh, with the under 23s as well. Um, but obviously, we don't train with them now. Um, and it's difficult to say because we don't train with them normally. we in yeah. one training building, but because of COVID, they're all the way over in Heston and um, they can't train with us, so like, they have to do corona tests and all that. So, yeah. it's difficult to say, but I would definitely say, yeah, at, at this moment is for sure it's Faisal if he can, if he yeah. can, uh, obviously build that experience because in, in the position that he plays in the holding midfield position, um. Um, Managers with with, uh, managers will always go for the for the experienced guy because that is such a very important position. And I feel like if he can build that experience and if he can he can we can play minutes and play as much as I can this season, I think he will be a a future star at QPR. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I thought
4: he was going to say him. To be honest, he he looked good when he came on the other day.
5: Oh, Think he looked good. Yeah, yeah. Very good player. Very good player. Um, I really like him, man. Very humble kid as well. Um, Good laughs with him. And um, we'll we'll, we'll have a lot of joy with him.
4: Yeah, good. I noticed um, after Blackburn coming down the tunnel, you said you missed the fans. Obviously, what, what do you miss most about the fans? And does it have a massive influence on your game?
5: Um. It does have a massive influence in my game. Obviously, when, when, when the fans are there, it's different. It's, you come outside now these days and it's just weird because you, you get used to it now because there's no one there. It looks like just it's just a training game. But with the fans, especially at Loftus Road, because the fans are so close to the pitch. Uh, yeah. not, a lot of, not a lot of teams can speak about that, that the fans are so close to the pitch. Um, it feels like the fans are on top of you the whole time and, and it, they they give you that extra spark that you need yeah. um, and naturally the fans will support you will support you more um, when they're sitting in the stands than when when they are watching on TV um, <laughs> because, because you can see everything in, in, in real life and you can see the, the effort that you put in and everything but obviously I miss them so much um, and I can't wait to, to see them back and and score a couple of goals because we haven't scored when you guys came back for two games.
4: And, mate, I'm telling you, I can't wait to get back myself. It's it's been a tough time.
5: Very tough. Very, very tough, man. Very tough. It's just, yeah, QPRs have always this family warm feeling about them. Like, when you come to the stadium, you have the the people that are always there. No matter what, they're always there signing... um, New photos and new and some some balls or whatever and and then when you come to the stadium and you see like that it's crazy man and I miss them so much and hopefully we can see them back very soon yeah,
4: let's hope so i just want to go on to a few uh quick fire questions just have a bit of a laugh um
5: yeah
4: who is, who is the worst dressed
5: <laughs> the worst dressed at this moment uh, i would say uh well it's between it's between. Uh, George Thomas and and uh, Lyndon Dykes. Uh, Lin- Lyndon sometimes turns up in his daughter's clothes, I think. And then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, George, uh, I can't say much about George, man. He needs to come with me and get get himself to Selfridges or Harrods or something is, <laughs> Or flat- <laughs> Yeah, honestly, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. <laughs> and then number two, mate,
4: who, who is the most skillful player at the club, other than yourself?
5: Mm, the most skillful player at the club. Um, Albert? Yeah, Albert. Albert. Yeah, well, yeah, we see their skills. <laughs> we see their skills on the the on the <laughs> yeah.
4: Ilios, I've seen you beat him uh, Um, the head, the head
5: ups. Uh, I haven't beat him. I, I beat him on the head ups, but this one the only thing I beat him in. I beat him in a couple of things. <laughs> <laughs> but there's that, the only thing he posted. Uh, now obviously Albert, you can see in training as well he tries a lot of skills sometimes don't come off, but you can see the idea and you just, just feel like because you see the thing a lot of people can, can do skills in training but then in the game they play a different complete different game and you want to see what they do in training you want to see in the game as well and that's what he brings he brings, he brings some skills in the game and that's what I like so much about him yeah, and number
4: three, who
5: do you love? Who would you love to nutmeg in training? Um, oh, well, I got a couple. I got a couple. Obviously, um, got you got the defenders that always talk a lot. Got like the Dickies, Jeff Cameron's, them guys. Yeah. They they get not they get nutmegged for fun, but the the ones that are the most fun to nutmeg are the strikers. Are Charlie, Austin, uh, Chris Willock. Because them guys, they want to get you back afterwards. They want, like, they want to tackle you or something, you know what I mean? So, um, no, obviously, it's uh, a couple of guys. But if I have to pick one, I would, I would say Charlie Austin. It's just to get him. He wouldn't like that, would he? No, he doesn't like it.
4: My last one, mate. If all the players were in the Royal Rumble, who would win and why?
5: In Royal Rumble? Probably myself. <laughs> yeah. Probably myself Not the fact that I'm going to be the strongest not the fact that okay, I'm the smallest I probably can hide everywhere So uh, <laughs> No, all, jo- all jokes aside I would say Senny Jane. Senny Jien would, uh, would destroy everyone With a dickie? No, no, no No,
2: no.
5: no. Senny He will just eat them alive He's not even, <laughs> not, he's not even close
2: He's not even close He could throw them all over the rope, couldn't he? Oh, it's crazy, man. It's crazy.
5: It's crazy. And he got like two different voices as well. One is when he's outside, just like in the canteen eating with us or something like that. He has like this calm, cool, collective voice. But when he's on the pitch, he brings his...
2: Yeah. I just want to ask you a quick question about what's your favourite position? I know we've seen you come off the left where, you know, I think you've played the majority of your QPR career out there. We've seen you in the middle. We've seen you in a false number nine. What's your favourite position?
5: Uh, my favourite position is number 10. Um, yeah. Just with two uh, with two sitters behind me and then me as a 10 operating. Obviously, um, I prefer having two wingers and two strikers, but, um, but now with this system, um, I'm adapting as well to the new system that we're playing with, the 3-5-2 formation. Um but yeah, it's coming, it's, it's working well now, but the ten position is my favourite position, without a doubt.
2: What's the biggest difference between what we were playing before? So I think it was sort of a 4-2-3-1 type for two the 5-3-2 that we're at at the moment. What your responsibilities? That? Uh,
5: well, 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 my responsibilities are more like um, get back, get back quicker for the second balls and stuff like that. But I think uh, the formation that we're playing now, um, it it allows us to be a little bit more solid at the back. Um, Obviously, with the three central defenders there, with Dickey, Jeff and Johan, and then the wing-backs that can bomb on, but defensively, they get back in shape. And it's difficult to break down. Um, And and I like this formation, personally, because of the run that we were in at that time and we needed the points. Um, So, yeah...
2: I'm finding it very good at the moment. And obviously, you're really close with Ebre. Um, and obviously, he's gone on to pass to his new. How good a player was he to play with?
5: Uh, Ebre like, was, was a very good player to play with. Uh, we, we understood each other so well. Uh, we were like on the same page on how to play football, how to enjoy football play with a smile, um, stuff like that. And, and just linking up together the one-twos, the nutmegs, we've already had little competitions, <laughs> little competitions who, who get the most nutmegs in training and stuff like that. And I'm very happy for him now that he's moved on. Obviously he's doing his, he's doing his, uh, his thing at, um, at Crystal Palace now. He's doing very well and I'm very happy for him. I couldn't be more happy I see him like a brother mind man, we speak to each other daily as well. And um, yeah, a lot of love for him, man. Very yeah. outstanding player. Outstanding player. It was, all,
4: it was almost like the three, wasn't it? You, uh, Easy, and Boss. It seemed yeah, like know, you man. three had a good connection together all three of you.
5: Yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. And you only get that like once in a lifetime to have like basically brothers and to play with each other. And uh, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. After after the after the game, after like, for example, that Cardiff game that we played in, uh, when we won 6-1 after that game, everyone was yeah. looking up his own things. Like, oh my God, did you see why i planted this guy? Did you see why i done to that guy? <laughs> and, uh, it, was just, yeah, it was just crazy. It was just crazy. And uh, obviously, you, I miss it. But away from that, the guys that I play with now are unbelievable as well. Um, it's just, obviously, the technical ability is not the same that what Ebbs and Bright were on, but you still feel the the, the love and the good connection. And um, and with Ebbs and Bright, hopefully we, we can all play together again in QPR. Yeah, <laughs>
3: you hopefully.
5: Never, you never know, man. You never know.
3: Um, obviously, speaking of Bright, um, obviously he was subject to some um, racial abuse. Obviously he's someone that you said you're close to. How does that affect you and the rest of the squad?
5: Well, it affects it affected bright obviously because it's it's not nice to hear it like um it's not, it, you can't think about it like if someone just writes you if someone do not like you just write him something uh, I don't like you or whatever but you don't have to call him all them all that all them crazy names yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and obviously it affects him because he has been through a lot uh, not only not only um like um Racial abuse wise, but in, just in general, he has been through a lot, and uh, that time was just not nice, obviously. Um, hopefully, now he, mov- he moved on from it. We supported him as a team in that time, we supported him so much as a team, and uh, hopefully, now he moved on from it. And uh, I will always support him,
3: yeah, obviously. We we want you to stay off at QPR and like get us into the Premier League. But what is your like personal ambition for your career?
5: Uh, I, I always said that My dream, my dream is to play in the Premier League. Obviously, that's my that's my dream. And my ultimate dream is obviously take QPR to the Premier League. Um, that is the ultimate dream uh, because at the end of the day, we've got to we've got to be honest with each other. Like QPR is giving me everything. One day one and they have given me everything. I couldn't be dreaming of this if there was no QPR. there yeah. was no Chris Ramsey, no Les Ferdinand, no cool hall and uh, and Andrew Impy. I wouldn't I wouldn't stand here today. And the fans as well when I first when I first came they all supported me so much and wanted me to do well and get into the first team and then supported me so much again um till now still a lot of fans they support me as well so I'm, I'm I'm very grateful to QPR, and I wanna I wanna take QPR to the promised land. It's not gonna be <laughs> an easy task. It's not gonna be an easy task as we all know. But yeah, my aspirations are, are, are the Premier League, 100. percent
2: Elias, so what to know. So you've got um you've got a six-a-side team. You've got yourself in the in the midfield role. You've got five other positions to fill. Even ex QPR, whoever you've played with at QPR. Who are you picking? Start with your keeper.
5: I'm starting with my keeper, Um Then I would say XQPR as well, yeah? Yeah. yeah anyone say, you played
2: with?
5: Everyone, yeah. Okay. I would say I'll put Nedum on the Yeah? Yeah. Nedum on the wall. I'll put Nedim on the wall. And- Chief, mm-hmm. 100%. I'll put Chief in there and I'll put um, Rob Dickey in there. The two centre-backs. Then, um, well, that's attacking players. I don't care if you're midfielders. Uh, I'll pick Ebbs. I'll pick Bright. And then the striker. I would pick... You see, I want to say Charlie Austin, but his, his record in training has not been good enough. <laughs> <laughs> he's, been, he's been losing too many games lately, man. He's been losing too many games, so I can't pick him. Oh, no. Uh, I know I will get it for that. Oh, he will get me for that, but it's the truth. <laughs> so I would go with
3: uh, Luke Freeman. Luke Freeman. Freeman. Uh-huh.
5: Luke Freeman. I don't think that, I don't think there's any, any, any 6 aside side team across the championship that would be that team. Let's be honest.
3: Oh, it's a good team.
5: <laughs> that's oh, great. A ma- that's a massive team. I don't need no, I don't need no big number nine. If I got, <laughs> if I got Epps, if I got Epps, Bright and Luke, nah, no, that's, that's, that's it.
2: No Naki Wells. I always thought Naki would be a good little 6 aside player. Oh, <laughs> he's the man, not he? You've
5: got him. Ilias, <laughs> Ilias, you've had a man. Oh. <laughs> uh,
3: can, I, can,
5: I, can I make a change? Can I make a change? Yeah, yeah. who's taking oh, out? Too late, too out? late. Uh, I'm taking out Luke, man. Naki has to be in there, man. <laughs> oh, I got Naki, yeah. I forgot, and the worst thing I speak to him like, I was probably speak to him later as well. Oh, my days,
2: forgot, <laughs> we'll make sure he is this. <laughs> oh, my days, yeah, I forgot Nike. Uh, unbelievable, Elias. We won't take too much of your time. We really appreciate you coming on. Um, and uh, we'll let you get back to Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um and look, have, a, have a good match on Saturday. Hopefully, you'll score
5: the winner. No, thank you very much, you guys, man. I really appreciate it. And anytime, if you guys need me, if you guys need me need to, to, to talk to the thing, and I oh, want to do that, I want to do that. And yeah, man, no, we thank appreciate you very that. Much for all the questions? Ilias, top
4: man. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, mate. You look after yourself, and let's get three points on Saturday. Yeah, <laughs>
5: hopefully, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. See all you
2: right,
3: guys. Man. See you. Good,
2: thank you. See you, mate. What a top guy, eh?
3: Oh, mate, what a bloke.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, look, I'm, I, I, let's talk about Cher for a bit for with his, um, <laughs> with, you know, talking about his contract. I think, you know, everyone at the club, I think we're all in agreement that we want him to be the next, the next one, mate, you know, he's
3: our, He is our next asset, isn't he? He's the next one who, if he goes, he's going big.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it was good. It was really interesting to listen to what Charlie's sort of the feedback he gave him around, you know, his work. I yeah. actually think he works pretty hard, but, you know, I guess when you're sort of moving up the, the, the you know, the leagues, you know, the, your defensive side of things, it needs to be yeah. there, doesn't it?
3: I think that's the step up, isn't it? From the Championship to the Premier League, it's the work rate. Yeah. You, have to, you have to go attacking and defending. You can't just be a luxury player who's just going to float around at the top of the pitch. Like the modern, how modern football's going, it's all or nothing, isn't it?
2: Yeah, all, yeah. And, and like I said, I thought that um, he spoke really well of the club, um, you know, and his game has improved so much over the last yeah. year to 18 months, I think, um, on the ball, especially, um, you know, he, he, you know, he's, he's, he's only little, isn't he? And sometimes you know he can shrug off the biggest defender, can't he? You know,
3: it's just because he's because small. He's got that low center of gravity, so he can turn, can't he? He's like his turning circle's quite small, so he can get around players that way. And technically, like he's just so good on the ball. Like you very rarely see him having a bad touch or giving the ball away.
2: No, and I think this, I think as he said, the formation suits him. You know, the the, the five-three-two with him in the hole. You know, I think that we get the best out of Ilias when he does that because he can still sort of roam around a little bit and he's a bit more of a free role. Whereas if you're on the left, you know, although he can cut in, I just feel like he's a little bit sometimes out of the way. He can be marked out of games sometimes. Yeah. I actually think that um, a fullback him against a fullback can be quite difficult because they're a lot they're a bit quicker, aren't they, and a bit more agile. Yeah. A bit smaller. Whereas in the middle, he's playing against, You know, those you know, the bigger players are a bit slower, and and I, th- and I think he suits that. So a little quick, quick little turn of these around. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So, lads, Rotherham. Let's have a quick preview of Rotherham. Then, what I mean, it's going to be a completely different game to Blackburn and Watford.
3: Um. Well. What... We're both on the similar kind of form, aren't we? They've won, about, I think, four of their last six. We've won four of our last five. So, like, they're fighting for their life. We're fighting to get as far away from the relegation as we can. So it's almost a six-pointer, really, isn't it?
2: Um, yeah, there it is. And actually, you know, the we I looked at a stat on, against Cardiff on. Um, on, on on Tuesday, I think Tuesday night they fifty balls in the box. Well, I guess, you know that is a lot of balls to put in a box.
3: Yeah, I mean the thing is, does that suit our defenders? Like, do you know what I mean we've got three quite big centre backs that are all like pretty good in the air. Like, it's not necessarily an area that we necessarily concede a lot of goals from. Is it crosses? I know set no. in pieces, but. No,
2: I mean you know we look different, but sometimes I do think balls in the box are our sort of Achilles heel, I think sometimes you get you get book you know and we've seen it a few times, but if you get some ball keep getting balls in the box with us we sometimes we're a bit sixes and sevens, aren 't we you know set pieces i know we've been we haven 't conceded too many, but we always give them a, we always give the opposition a bit of a chance, don't we I've yeah
3: gone. I think that's where like senny comes into his own though because he 's so good at commanding his box and he comes like comes and claims everything doesn't he so uh, I don't know. I think we've just got to focus on our game. I think when we played them at home, it was what we won 3-2, but it was a game of two hours. Like, it could have gone either way. So, I don't know how it's going to go. I really can't see it. I think anything but a loss is a positive, I think. We just pick up a point. Okay, we can get three points. Brilliant. As long as we don't lose it, that's the most important thing.
4: I think it's, I think it's uh, going to be a very... Like you say, Dunk, I agree with you. A very tough game. It's either going to be so tough, it'll be nil-nil. I can see one team edging it, a one-nil. But like I say, we need to come out. We need to come out guns blazing. Rotherham are going to come out guns blazing. We Both teams need the points. So, you know, let's just hope our back five play like they did against Blackburn. And uh, let's just hope we get these three points. Because hopefully if we get these three points, then onwards and upwards, we can still keep going up.
2: Yeah, I think it's yeah, it's going to be a tough game. But look, you know, if we can keep what we've been doing and we're resilient, you know, we're resilient at the moment, and if we can maintain that, um, but it's going to be it's going to be tough. I don't know why. I just always think we never do great away at Rotherham. I don't know why. I, don't, I think we did win, win them once, didn't we? Three nil, and Poulter scored in the last minute. Um, but you know, I'm, yeah. Well,
4: do you be, think you? Do you think he'll stick with the same team he's got to? Andy, he's got to. I don't oh, know. We're away from home, so do you think he'll change it up a bit?
3: For me, I think the the question is, does he start Bonn or does he start Dykes? I didn't think Dykes offered us very much against Blackburn. Um, I know he probably hadn't trained much because he'd been isolating, but I don't know. It's like it's who plays up front with Charlie, is not it? That's the big question.
4: Mm, I think he's. I think from. Uh, my point of view, I think he's going to go for Bonn. And what do you think? Do you think
2: he'll go for Bonn? do you think no, he'll, think go, he'll for bon? go for Dykes. No, I think he'll go Dykes. Dykes. Yeah, because I think that he, he... He holds the ball, he wins the headers, as he flicks them on. I think him and Austin have got a little partnership going on that he'll want to develop, but he'll only develop that through games. Um, we've seen it a few times in spells where they've linked up really well. Um so we all want to get the best out of Austin. Um, so I think he'll go Dykes. Um, you know, Dykes is a funny one, isn't he? Because I just he just, he needs to do more from an attacking point of view. I know it's difficult, I'm sure, but you know, in and around the box, I don't know if it's just not falling for him. But you know, we need to see a bit more from him, in my opinion.
4: I still think he's, I still think Dykes is, is got a lot to offer. I think. I think there's there's something in the cupboard there, and I think he's still got a lot to offer. Just just at the moment, it's just not not working at the minute. But hopefully, coming you know, see coming future, it, it works and he offers us what he's got.
2: What about Chrissy Willick? I'd like to see him play. You know, I've got a little soft spot for him. I think that he um, I don't know where he fits in this five three two. That's the problem. Because he, he, he sent him midfield, I wasn't fully convinced. He'd do a job there for 20 minutes, 30 minutes. But, you know, maybe in the 10 role, but Chair will be there. Can he play up front, off a striker, maybe? Difficult, isn't it?
3: I almost feel like to get Willick in the team, we'd have to sacrifice Dykes and play Charlie up front on his own and then have um, Willock and Chair behind him. But I don't know if that gets the best out of them or not. Because they would have to play narrow... And then it's just, is that the right position for both of them? they take up the right spaces? Are they then two similar players too close together? It's a tricky dilemma, isn't it?
2: What's your score prediction then? Uh,
4: I'm going gonna, I'm
2: gonna to go 1 0. Nil. 1 0
3: nil, one nil to us. I'm going to go 1 0. I'm going to go 2 2. Oh, that's what I was thinking. Oh, that's a great shout. Desmond, um, Desmond for me I'm going, to go, I'm going to go 2-1 to us I'm going to be a bit more positive than I was last week I'm going to
2: go 2-1 2-1 alright well we've got another guest next week so um, keep listening for that and thanks for everyone thanks lads
3: uh, good, Cheers, good boys. to have a everybody good to have chair on let's good lads
2: we, let's, hope we get, let's hope we get a good result Saturday eh?
3: oh yeah let's come hope, on Tom.